Hey everyone, my name is Angela Hollowell, and I am the host of Creative Architects, a podcast about the future of the creator economy. Today on this episode, you'll just have me, no guest, and we are going to talk about creative communities, the types of creative relationships you can have, and how to find and grow your network as a creator. But before we get into all of that, I want to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Castos. More on them later. It's really important to not see fellow creators as competition. I think that's step one. Um, and that step one can mean just like really just being supportive of other people and learning how to be supportive. But I think another step that's really awesome and that, you know, especially in the podcast industry, maybe isn't done as much as I think it could be, um, which is, you know, collaborations with people, doing promo swaps, doing, you know, a collective, you know, video or, or um, project together. This podcast is brought to you by Castos. One of the best ways to learn something is to go directly to the top people in that field. At Castos, we do just that. Each episode of Creative Architects features creators who have taken their work to the next level. We hope that by watching and listening, it will inspire more creativity in your work. Along the way, Castos wants to be a part of your creative journey. From our suite of tools, feature-rich hosting platform, and even our production services, we're here to help. Connect directly with us by emailing hello at castos.com or by clicking on the link in the description. Thanks for tuning in. It means a lot. I hope you enjoy the show. Creative communities is one of the cornerstones of the topics that we talk about on this show. You've heard from creative founders like Corey Gums, who is the founder of Black Podcasters Association, Tangia Strata, who's one of the co-founders of BIPOC Podcast Creators. Both of those communities are free and accessible to everyone to join. We've also heard from creators of paid communities like Jay Klaus, who is the founder of Creator Science. I want to dive into the differences between a free and paid community so that you can have a better idea of which one may be right for you if you're looking to build a creative community. So with free communities, they're all about getting people together who may not have otherwise met. In free communities, they typically will have events where you can network, but also hear from industry leaders and other founders and creators who are doing some of the things that maybe you want to do or who can teach you something that you can incorporate into your own creative business or creative process. There are space where you can ask questions if they're online through a Discord or a Facebook group or even a newsletter. You know, you can respond to the creator. You can ask questions. You can get in touch with people who are featured in those newsletters and really start to build a community around, you know, the work that you're doing or the work that you're aspiring to do. Creative community leaders typically are not the focal or selling point of joining a free community. Even if they have paid membership options, you are more likely joining a free community or a creative community that isn't exclusively behind a paywall because you want to meet other creators who are there and attend industry events and things of that nature. That's really a key difference between a paid community and a free community because typically I would imagine that the people who are joining Jay Klaus's paid community on Circle are more than likely joining because they want to have exclusive access to Jay, his knowledge, his resources, and other people who have also thought enough of him to invest in his paid community. So for example, I know that Jay Klaus, he does creative sprints with his members. He does workshops, live workshops with them. He has also given them access to all of his previous masterclasses and video courses. That's an incredible value in addition to getting to know Jay 
personally, ask him questions personally, and have access to him. I think that can't be understated if you are a creator at any level who knows that there are people who would love the opportunity to learn directly from you and a select group of other creators that you may bring in from time to time to teach them or educate them about something that they specifically have asked you for. Can you do all of this without making it a paid community? Absolutely. Is the labor going to be justified for maybe income that doesn't necessarily congrue? I can't say. I know that Jay has posted his, you know, earnings from the community, which is probably vastly different than what Tangier or Corey has earned from just creating their communities. So I think you also have to determine, is this something that you want to make money off of? Or do you just really want to bring people together and be a catalyst for new connections? I think that's a great question to ask yourself. I can't answer that, but, you know, I hope that at least now that we have a little bit of a breakdown, you'll have, you know, at least a starting point to start thinking about what a creative community could look like for you. There are different types of relationships that you can have as a creator with other creators. It doesn't necessarily have to be a hierarchical relationship where you are, you know, being mentored by someone. A mentor is a type of relationship. It's a great relationship to have if you're looking to learn, but there are so many more that could be beneficial to you along your creative journey. One of the key things that I feel like I have received from being a part of creative communities is having supporters. So people who, you know, they're probably not going to be your clients. They're probably not going to be your sponsors. They may not even be your collaborators as they may be in a totally different kind of industry or niche, but they're people who are rooting for you, who are supporting you, who are willing to bounce ideas off of with you and who can just really give you a different insight into what you're doing and just be encouraging along the way. Because let's face it, it, it is really hard to be a creator at times, especially when social media algorithms are changing daily and you know maybe people in your close circle locally maybe aren't super supportive. Um, it's always, always awesome to have other people who are going through the same things and who are there to lift you up, encourage you, and, and ho- hopefully motivate you to continue along your journey. The third type of relationship I think that is really beneficial and quite frankly often overlooked is collaborators. It's really important to not see fellow creators as competition. I think that's step one. And that step one can mean just like really just being supportive of other people and learning how to be supportive. But I think another step that's really awesome and that, you know, especially in the podcast industry, maybe isn't done as much as I think it could be, which is, you know, collaborations with people, doing promo swaps, doing, you know, a collective, you know, video or or um, project together, promoting each other on social media, doing some cross-promotional stuff. I think collaborating is so key to really, one, getting in front of new audiences, but also to challenging yourself as a creator to try something different, to work with someone who probably has a different style, a different flow, a different approach to creating. I think Iron sharpens iron in terms of collaboration. And I think that collaboration is something I would like to see more of, you know, among creators. Last but not least, I'm sure a lot of you are probably interested in this type of creative relationship, which is sponsors and brand partners, right? Uh, Sponsors and brand partners, you know, they really understand or try to understand who you are as a creator, who your audience is as a creator, and work with you to get products or services in front of your audience. One that have benefited you, hopefully, first and foremost, but would also benefit people like you or people who are learning to do what you do. So now that you've heard about all these wonderful connections, you're probably asking, well, how do I find my people? And if you have some people in your orbit and you're like, well, maybe I want to grow. I want to meet other people. Here are some ways that you can find and grow your network of creators and just industry folks that you know and love. First and foremost, my favorite way and probably the sexiest way to do this is by posting on social media. It requires 
in my opinion, little to no effort, maybe some effort, but in terms of, you know, really being authentic, being yourself, reaching people that maybe are outside of your normal orbit, find it like-minded folks. Social media is just a great place to do that. Um, you can search, you can write daily, you know, you can join creative community groups. It's just a really, really easy way to reach out and connect with people quickly, easily, ask questions, the whole nine yards. And a lot of the people that I've met on social media, I've been able to meet in real life, which is like even crazier and cooler and like more fun. Kind of in the vein of social media, maybe going a little bit deeper in terms of making maybe targeted connections, I really encourage people to use LinkedIn for this. You can search within the connections you've already made, and you can also search second level connections. So people who are connected to people you are first level connections with, you know, see their title, see what they're working on and connect with like-minded groups that way. Is it stalkery? I hope not. I think that's what LinkedIn is for. I think LinkedIn is for finding like-minded folks in your industry. And, you know, once you're connected, you can send them a DM. Even before you connect, I would just say, hey, I'm looking to connect with other creators, other video creators, other podcasters. And, you know, you seem really cool. I thought I would reach out. Super easy to send a note, super easy to reach out. And then if you do connect, you know, offer to meet up with them one-on-one virtually or if they're local, maybe meet them up in person or invite them to an event. I just think it's it's so easy to, to reach out and, and meet folks that would be genuinely great connections for you. Speaking of inviting them to an event, I think going to events, putting yourself out there, no matter how scary it may feel at first, I think events are just a great way to meet people in bulk and really meet them quickly and effectively and get a sense of who they are. If your personalities mesh, if your creative styles mesh, if your creative interests are aligned, it's super easy to do that. And oftentimes, you know, events may even have a learning component. So you can go there to learn, meet people, get your feel of the industry, kind of get a taste for what other people are thinking about and how you may even be able to contribute to the industry as well. Some of my favorite events so far to attend have definitely been your conferences and your festivals. Not to say that local meetup groups aren't awesome, but I think that sometimes, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, maybe it's the same people are coming over and over again, which is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, obviously they're they're there for a reason. I love that that community exists for those people because then it's always like this sounding board that you know, like, and trust. But conferences, you know, typically there is some travel involved, even if it's local travel. And it's just people from all walks of life. You know, you just get to meet such a wide range of people and um, have this unique experience together that, that can be really bonding and really nice. Last but not least, and this is probably the scariest of them all, in my opinion, because it's kind of like cold reaching out, you know, and it's a big ask at times for people, which is um, seeking creative collaboration. So reaching out to people that you may not know that well, but who may be in the podcast industry, in the video industry, in the writing world, who you may want to do a collaboration with, right? And it doesn't even have to be a big lift, but I think I have found that as scary as it is to reach out and either just not get a response or have someone tell you no is what's better is when people do respond and they're enthusiastic about it. I think people really underestimate how few times other creators reach out first. And it's so nice to be seen and appreciated and, you know, just have someone who is recognizing you for your work and, and, you know, really is looking to get to know you. And I think that's awesome. And that's what makes creative collaboration so unique and special to me. And if you're looking to grow your network and you're saying, well, what's a good starting point? What is, what should I do right after watching or listening to this? I would definitely check out Castos Connect. Castos Connect is a platform where you can find your community of other creators, specifically podcasters, 
who have come together to meet other people and find ways to collaborate and connect. Casters Connect is a new service by Casters, and I don't think it's exclusive to people who host on Casters, though that would be great if you did, so that it can be an all-in-one place for you to both disseminate your podcast and meet other podcasters. If you're interested, check out the link in the description or email hello at castos.com to ask questions and get started today. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening today. If you enjoyed this, if you got some value from this, please give us a like on the video on YouTube or leave us a rating or a view on your podcast listening app of choice. We appreciate you so much for listening and we will catch you guys in the next episode. That's all for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star review on your listening app like this video if you're tuning in on YouTube, and subscribe for more episodes. I'll catch you in the next episode.